Hello and welcome to the Switch It podcast, where we're starting to gear up properly for the World Cup. After all, a couple more back spasms and our own Mark Butcher will stand a chance of making that elusive ODI debut. The I'm tour- sorry, I was just laughing at your use of the, of the phrase, word gear. gear up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please don't go there. This is a family program. <laughs> the tournament uh, begins a month today, and it's fair to say England's preparations have not been as smooth as they'd like. But at least everyone has stopped talking about Joffre Archer. Before that date, with South Africa at the Oval, they will contest an ODI across the Irish Sea, and then a five-match series, as well as a T20 against Pakistan. Now, there's a team that could teach England a thing or two about organised chaos. <laughs> to discuss all this... Those are some nice lines you've rolled out there. <laughs> well, thank you. You can come again. <laughs> I'm joined in the studio by, by Butch um, and ESPN Cricket Info senior editor, Osman Semedin, who wins the equivalent of his ODI cap, having previously made a few List A appearances over the phone. Woohoo! That's what we like to hear. <laughs> Excitement. That's how I feel. Every, every day. Fresh blood. Um, firstly, then, to the issue of the hour. Alex Hale's removal from the World Cup squad after the revelation that he is serving a 21-day ban, having tested positive for a recreational drug. This was his second offence, but the story only emerged after his county, Knotts, originally stated he was taking time off for personal reasons. Hales has since said via his management that he is devastated by the ECB's decision and there are questions about the timing of the call and the issue of player welfare. Uh, what is certain though, Butch, uh, is that England's World Cup prep has hit a major bump in the road. Yes. <laughs> um, listen, for, for the ECB to come out um, looking worse than a player who has been involved in a fight outside a nightclub and has failed his second... Uh, drug test for recreational drug re- drug use um, take some doing, and they have managed it. In fact, they've they've done it so easily. It's a little bit like Usain Bolt celebrating with 50 meters to go in the hundred. Um, my my feeling on 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 Hales's ban that it, is that it was the only course of action that, that that could have been taken, but should have been taken from the moment that this he is failed to the remove test, him from the to remove him from the squad. Um, not through you know not through any sort of high um, moral take um, on the on the on the rights and wrongs of taking recreational drugs, but for crying out loud, has, has England not had enough problems with with behavioural issues over the last well since the since the last Ashes series, uh, since before the last uh, away Ashes series, I should say, um, haven't there been enough statements from senior uh, people uh, in charge at the ECB about the um, the duty? <coughs> That the players have to 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 the badge, to the organisation, to the game, um, to be uh, to be whiter than white, to be great role models, etc., etc. Um, and you know, regardless of whatever Alex Hale's mental state may or may not be, um, given his involvement with the with the Bristol incident, regardless of whether or not it's a harmless bit of fun at the weekend, this is just. Beyond the pale, I'm afraid, and um, but they had no other course of action but to ban him. They really ought to have done it um, the moment he failed the test, instead of perhaps hoping that it was going to disappear and slip under the radar without anybody finding out what the uh, 21-day ban was for, um, and then only banning him or, or, or going public um, with the story after the event. I mean, unbelievable goings-on. In, in three years since the last World Cup, England have become the best one-day side in the world most powerful, perhaps the most feared side in the world. 
we've had the inevitable injuries. I don't know how many times on pods I've sort of said said prior to now that don't don't worry about it. This you know <laughs> things will happen because it's a it's a World Cup year. People will get injured. Plans will be thrown into disarray. Um, you know there'll be the odd worry, but everything will be all right on the night because England have got a lot of very very good players. Don't worry about it too much. But this, um, I suppose, the only thing to be thankful for really is that. Um, that, that, that it's happened now. The catastrophe has happened with a um, with a bit more than a month ago, and that the story didn't sort of stay under wraps until the day before the South Africa game um, on the thirtieth. Yes, which is which which could have mm. happened. Which I, by the sounds of it, and you know, I, I I will you know I will sort of put a, a caveat on my statements that I don't know this to be uh, to be a, a fact, um, but that it appears as though the ECB would have been quite happy to have allowed. Um, this entire situation to have, to have slipped under the, under the radar without ever letting anybody know what it was about mm. in the hope that um, the World Cup would start, England would win it and that the truth wouldn't come out until afterwards. Well, I mean, that uh, is, is a question for the ECB still to answer, really. You suspect that Ashley Giles, the pretty new in the, uh, in the job as um, managing director of the England men's cricket, uh, will be um, fronting up at some stage... Um, I mean, if has been report as has been reported, uh, he was likely to have finished serving his ban by the time of the ODI in Ireland, which is on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, then you just work back three weeks from there. I mean, this is this mm. uh, everything that the ECB has decided since then, such as the World Cup squad, such as to Im- initially offer no comment on on the questions that were being asked of them by journalists and so on. Um, it, it very much seems Osmond, as if they were trying to sit, to sit on this. Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. I was just going to say, everything that you've just spoken about there, but is, is welcome to my world. So this is this is how Pakistan win World Cups. You know? yeah, yeah, they yeah. have this kind of chaos before something. Like the many, many failed drug tests that they try to cover up, and and you're talking about how the board comes off worse than this. Well, hello, <laughs> hello, Pakistan cricket board. You know, they come off worse in in when their players have been accused of match fixing and found guilty of match fixing. The board has still come off worse than them. Right. So, so you're saying this is a good omen? Well, I, I think if this was Pakistan, you've dead on to win the World Cup now. <laughs> and I really ought to be reading one or two more, of the, more, more books about the, the, the running of Pakistan cricket. I really knew it was bad. I didn't, you know, it was, I didn't know it was so brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> this is how it works, yeah. you know. Um, no, I think, you know, the, the central point, and I think it's the question that, that, that is being asked now, is, you know, the way the ECB has handled this. Um, and, you know, without, without knowing exactly the sequence of events, but it sounds like the sequence of events is such that had this not come out... Um, they would have just carried on on the merry way, right? Well, I think um, the, the nail in the coffin for, for, for deciding as to whether or not the ECB knew um, about the ban and mm. what it was for mm. is this story that Lizzie Ammon has broken in the, in the Times this morning from Alex Hales' agent saying that Hales had been given assurances that he would serve his ban and still be involved in the World yeah, Cup. That's, that's what, so, I mean, yeah. you know, they, of course they knew. There's no... There's no I mean, I'll, I'll just there's say... There's absolutely no doubt about it. Journalistically, yeah, I would just, just say... We'll just call Trevor to check. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would just say, and, ju- and just being kind of pedantic with this, I would just say is that that is the age, that's the statement from Hale's agent, sure. um, to which I think the ECB has not yet... Responded? I uh, think I, I don't no. believe they have, right? Then, so you know, you would give them that opportunity, true, ideally. True I guess to, you know, to so, so when the story broke from Ali on on yeah. uh, on Friday, um, I was on air down at uh, down at Taunton, yeah. Somerset, playing. Well, I can't remember who it was now. It seems like such a long time uh, ago. Somerset playing Essex. <laughs> the story breaks, 
And so, of course, the first thing anybody does get on the phone and, mm. and you know and, and try and, and try and get some sort of uh, statement from the ECB. There was nothing on Friday, mm. no denial, but nothing. Same again Saturday. We're at Lords uh, Royal London game at Lords Middlesex Sussex. Nobody said anything. Mm. No denial, but nothing else. Um, so, and, and, and meanwhile, the, the the England team are gathering together in uh, in Wales in Glamorgan for their for their camp. So. You know that some sort of plan was clearly being formulated, mm. or you know some some sort of some sort of strategy was being formulated to work out whether or not they could ride out the storm, or whether or not they had to do ultimately what they've done, which is remove him from the. Remove yeah, him from the I mean, from the I, I think adding to this, you know, George George Dobell did the story for us. He was you know hot in the heels of, of Ali mm-hmm. thing, and you know I, I think we're okay to say this, but he he had been working on the story for, I, I would say. A, Four or five days, I think, before yeah. it actually came to being. Maybe even mm. a week. So he, maybe even a week before it. So he had a sniff of what was happening, and yeah. I, I used that word deliberately. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yes, yeah. brilliantly. Um, he had a sniff of what was going on, I think, and you know he would have spoken to people in the establishment, in the wider establishment, so they would have known that somebody's gotten onto this, mm. and you know it, it's coming. So that's at least a week before it broke. Yeah, that it was kind of bubbling up into something. So you know, if, so if you're if, suggesting that they had, they still had time to head it off at the pass, you know, to come clean. I, you know, I would without. Need to second guess yeah. what, how they work, but yeah, I, yeah. I guess they would. They would yeah. have known that there's a, at least a couple of reporters out there who are yeah. trying to find out what's going on, and they may be on the right lines. Mm. Again, the, the, you know, the superb use of the word lines, but you know they're mm-hmm. they're on the right lines mm-hmm. there, and they know what's going on. So they had time, didn't they? Um, mm. Yep, uh, we, it seemed very much seems that way. Um, Butcher said, you know, absolutely the right decision as soon as they knew. Uh, do you think they could have? they'd announced this straight away a lot of people in the public realm will think well there's not too much uh, issue with taking a bit of recreational drugs in your spare time services the statutory 21 day ban maybe even the four matches that were suspended as part of his um, cdc cricket disciplinary commission punishment after the the whole bristol mm. stokes affair he could then have still played a part in the world cup if england were so keen to have him in their squad if they'd gone by the book um that Presumably yeah, it's no easier to could, kind could of say that in hindsight, isn't it? But I guess now you think about it, they could have done it. I don't know how much outrage there would have been really over a recreational drug uh, offence. I, I don't know. I, I can't yeah. say. But I mean, there would certainly be people In, in a perverse way, maybe people would think mm. the, the sports school again. And, you know, whatever. <laughs> if, if that's what's needed in England, who knows? You know, I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. that this is it's a way of looking this at is, it. Yeah. This is raising awareness. Well, like, like I said, on the I front pages I again. Don't have, I don't have any sort of strong moral stance about the <laughs> yeah. about players yeah. using recreational drugs. What I, what, what I do know, however, is that um, as... Uh, Back in the back when I played, and when drug testing became very much the norm, mm. and before um, there was a distinction between um, recreational drugs and yeah. maybe something that, that was in your lemsip that you sh- that shouldn't that was on a banned list, no, there no, was no, no. no distinction. Yeah. Your your punishment it was all was, one thing. Yeah, your punishment was pretty draconian. Um, you know, Ed Giddings got for, for a similar thing. I'm guessing in terms of the, the recreational drug, he's got an 18 month ban. Yeah, um, from yeah. first class in international cricket for for, the, for a similar thing to what we hear um, or what we understand um, Ale- uh, Alex Hales has been done for. So the, there is a lack of sympathy, not because of any puritanical yeah, um, of thought about about the, the use of recreational drugs, but it's because everybody knows that you don't do this. You just don't yeah. do it. <laughs> it's a, there's a World Cup yeah. here. England already under the pump for their behaviour. I look, tend to try and look at this as well from, from being the other players in the squad, right? The other 
14, 15, mm. 17 players, whatever England have picked for the sort of the Pakistan series. Everybody knows that the pressure at the moment is just got, it's being ramped yep. up. Every yep. single day you get closer to the World Cup. England are favourites. Never won one before. Mm. Um, you know, one or two injuries knocking around. Questions, can they, you know, can they um, translate their amazing form in bilateral series yep. into, no, into winning the World Cup? All of those things, right? So already you've got, there's enough pressure going on. Already, everybody's under the spotlight. Ben Stokes was, is very yeah, unlikely yeah, to be seen absolutely. outside his hotel room beyond 10 o'clock at night, you know, during mm. the whole thing. There is an enormous amount. So all of these guys understand. They get it. They know that they've got a huge summer coming up. Huge summer in terms of the sport, you know, in terms yeah, of showing yeah. the sport. A great light. Isn't it wonderful? Shouldn't everybody get out of play? And so they, know, they, they, they get it. They know their responsibilities. And you've got this one guy who has decided... For whatever reason, whatever state of mind, or whatever, whether it was an accident, whatever, you know, being tied down to a chair and having people forcing it up his, <laughs> <laughs> yes, really you know, that. whatever, <laughs> um, you know, <coughs> that he has let them all down horribly, all every single one of them, and so regardless of whether you think he served his he served his sentence of yeah, twenty one yeah. days and should be allowed back in, as I, as I've read from Hopsey himself, you know, the, the classic liberal yeah. case of Hopsey, <laughs> I, I love you really, I really. Uh, you know that he served his time. Why shouldn't he be allowed to take place? Think of it from the from the from the other guy's point of view, in terms of what they have already been through. Go back to the Ashes, go back to the Bristol night, go back to what has been expected of them and asked of them, and say, you know, are you, are you happy with this? You're you all right with one of your teammates mm. deciding that it actually wasn't that important to think about the fact that mm. there was a World Cup coming up and that we'll just have a bit of fun on a night night out and jeopardise everything that you guys are trying to do. And I would guarantee you there's not a single bloke in that dressing room would have an ounce of sympathy for him yeah. right now. That's how I It's it. the first question Owen Morgan could be asked, isn't it? When England play the first international game yes, in summer, the first question at the press conference is going to be... Yeah. Alex Hales? There'll, there'll <laughs> be quite, uh, yes, an opportunity to do that in just no. a few, a few, a few days. days' time. Um, and, and there is also there is a <clears> sort of player <throat> welfare aspect to all this. Mm. Um, we had an interview with Ben Stokes um, last month where he talked about Bristol being sort of yeah. possibly the night that uh, had helped change him or, you know, uh, um, for the better, uh, improved his habits <clears> and, and all that. It sounds as if for Hales it, there's been uh, more, it's been more of a struggle. Um, and as and discuss, he's not the first player to, to take reference. No, no, what, wasn't there, a, there was a, a piece, and I cannot remember which publication it was in, um, just three or four weeks ago about Alex Howes. Alex Howes, in quotation marks, saying that, you know, he's made some poor cho- life choices, um, you know, yes, in the a, last few years. And he, yeah, right, okay. So it was a Halley Martin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> made some poor life choices and, you know, and he, you know, he's, <laughs> he's learned from them and he's going to go forward and make better ones. That was, the same bloke who wrote who, yes. <laughs> who wrote the story two weeks before the story is broken. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I just, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, there's yeah. a sense of waste there, and <coughs> Hales has had a, a yeah. bit of a turbulent Elega- issue. Elegantly wasted, as Keith <laughs> Richards might have said. I don't. I, I, I see that point of view. I think you know. I, I guess to side with with Hops at one level, uh, you know Careful. that kind of. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know that. You know that kind of those kind of events, how they affect <laughs> every human being and how yeah. that human being reacts. It's, it's something that you know it's difficult to kind of I, get a handle on. You know, I, is I, presumably dealing with with so much just being a professional sportsman in the public yeah. eye. And I and I uh, compl- I go with Hopsy on this ninety nine times out of a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, but the, these circumstances are not are not normal. I know what you mean, though, about being extra careful. Surely, like you know, World Cup year, biggest biggest year, summer it's for not, cricket. It's for, not, it's for not for even so being extra careful. It's just not being an idiot, <laughs> isn't it? It's just not <laughs> being an idiot. 
is, is, this, is, the World, is this World Cup, you know, potentially, especially for him, not playing any Red Bull cricket, um, you know, not even being in the starting 11 for England no, at the moment, no, no. is this not for him kind of like possibly the pinnacle of his career? Well, maybe it's not for the modern player. Maybe T20 leagues are the way maybe to go. He hasn't got anything else. If he's he doesn't, if he does, if he's the not playing, PSL will have him back. If he's, if he's not playing, all I'm saying to you is this: if he's not playing any first-class cricket, and he's There's not playing, be a window for him and he's not, kind of, yeah. not playing yeah. in the England team. I mean, you know, yeah. from the time he quit playing four-day cricket for Nottinghamshire, he lost his place in the England mm. side. Mm. He didn't get picked up in yeah. the IPL. You know, yeah. it's already, it's already yeah. difficult yeah. for him, and he's made and it almost the, yeah. impossible. Yeah, he's he's not going to be an easy recruit for a lot of correct D20 leagues now yeah, as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I see um, the point. Just just on that uh, point about him not being in the first eleven, <clears throat> does that offset some of the, uh, the sense of how destabilising this could be? You know, uh, you know, in a perfect mm. world, England would go through that tournament and wouldn't have needed to call upon Hales. Yeah, yeah, I've, oh, absolutely, it does. But it, but again, that that shouldn't be some sort of expedient. Um, uh, expedient excuse for mm. for sort of make um, it being an easier decision for England to leave him out. I mean, if it had been, you know, if it had been any other player on their second defence or whatever in this time of year, I would hope they would have come to the same call. Um, I would hope. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it actually this is the point, isn't it? it this actually isn't a dis- it's not really a disastrous for England's sort of prospects. Unless, of course, Johnny Pesto breaks a finger tomorrow. Well, yeah. which, well it's, which it's you know, a minimum of nine games, a maximum of 11. Something is going to go wrong right. on the field Absolutely. at some point. Absolutely, for right? everybody. So I mean, yeah. it's not just exactly. yeah. that's just yeah. the, that's the nature of the beast. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, what, what it does do is it gives England enough time now, a month. James Vince has been selected. Mm. There's no surprises there. That was always going to happen. James Vince is now England's backup, top order batsman. Um, and you forget all about Ali Tails. I imagine it might not be quite that easy. <laughs> but. The forgetting about the hills bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might not come out that <clears throat> But, um, that aside, I mean, Hales is, is really uh, just one wheel off its axle. Uh, England's, England's World Cup monster truck could look more like a, a banged up Morris Minor <laughs> uh, by the time, by the end of May. Jason. I'm so glad I wasn't here. <laughs> I really am. Because this is just. He's, he's sitting there going, yeah, but what are you worried about? This is exactly. It's what you need. This is what you need. This is what creates champions. The alternative perspective we need. Uh, <laughs> something to raise spirits. J- Jason Roy, Roy. See if you can do it after this. Jason Roy is missing, uh, missing the Iron Lady, Iron of Pakistan T20 with a back spasm, yeah. uh, an injury that also affected Joe Denley on, on his return from the IPL where he played one game and faced one ball mm. um, <laughs> Sam Billings will be out for several months after dislocating his shoulder might well have been the backup for Hales uh, that looks like a, a Maybe, James yeah. Vince um, Mark Wood hasn't played a game since March mm-hmm. um, so after that, such a smooth rise over the last four years number one team in the world you know forget about the last World Cup that's all history it's looking a bit ominous again. I get rewind, rewind. <laughs> I've said this was going to happen. You know, when everyone was arguing about arguing the toss about Joffre Archer and whether or not you know he should even be considered, yeah. um, extraordinary um, pieces being written about that this week, by the way, and, and reactions from yes. from prominent people at TMS and, uh, and Jonathan Liu upsetting people yes, again. Yes, of course, a bit of a well, we, we should go there, but not just now. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, when, while all these arguments were going on about Joffre Archer, I remember saying very, very clearly, listen. We might be talking about him trying to trying to break into a squad of fifteen that's been together and whatever. 
but there is an enormous amount of time and cricket to be played mm. between now and then. Yeah. And there's always a chance that he might get in without having to knock anybody else out because because of injuries. Yeah. Tom Cummins uh, had, a, had a, a calf, hasn't he, or whatever. Yes, he was um, a couple of games, didn't he? So just hold your horses. You know, the, the, there is there's still time. There is still time. There's, <laughs> there's a, still a five-match Pakistan series coming up. Yeah. Anything could happen. Lots of things can happen, yeah. <laughs> I can assure you. And, but fortunately, the good... The, 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 the thing that, that makes me um, pretty sanguine about that whole thing is the fact that England have got an enormous amount of players who are all good enough to get into mm. the final 15, mm. let alone the final 11. So, you know, I, I also suspect that um, if you're Alex Stewart or Michael Divinuto at Surrey and, and Jason Roy has got a bit of a back spasm and Tom Curran's got a, a dodgy calf or whatever, and you know that England have got a huge summer coming up, and Surrey are being hopeless in the Royal London One Day Cup, then you're going to err on the side of ca- yeah. caution in oh. terms of before throwing them in. Um, Mark Wood's situation perhaps a little bit different. That might be a little bit more of a concern. He's, yes, but he's again, been out of the squad, but he, he's supposed to play for Durham. He gets treated, you know, with, with cotton wool anyway. Um, Owen Morgan, I think, missed a game with sore shins. Precisely. <laughs> so sore so shins, come on. Sore shins equals chaos, guys. <laughs> let's, guys. Not, let's, <laughs> let's not read anything into the fact that the England players, you know, England players waking up with a, with a I was going to say snivel, a sniff. Um, you know, what, um, you know, at the moment, are being, tra- are being, you know, would be given the game off as opposed to as opposed to being being forced to go out there and perhaps exacerbating that some, mm. something that isn't too bad. So on that score, I'm not that bothered. Well, so uh, to cover those absentees, uh, England have, have, have you say, called up uh, James Vince to play Pakistan. He was already mm. in the squads for, for the Ireland game in the T20. Mm. Uh, ben Folks, David Milan and, and Ben Duckett are going to go to Dublin as well. I mean, it, it, you've been, you said you've seen this coming, but if, but if we were talking about this two or three months ago, that uh, Vince, six ODIs, Duckett, three ODIs, and Milan, no ODIs, mm. might possibly be in the World Cup squad. Uh, we, we'd have known things were starting to go wrong. Yeah, they, they is Milan a serious shout to be in the World no, Cup squad? I don't he's think not. so. I, 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 no, I think he's... <coughs> I'd be very uh, I mean, he would be making his ODI debut exactly, on yeah. Friday if yeah. it comes to that. But mm. Joe Denley hasn't played an ODI in nearly ten years. Ten years. Um, one more, no, you know, I mean the Joe, Joe Denley's inclusion in, inclusion in the in the fifteen was kind of was somewhat of a surprise to me anyway because I still I still think Liam Dawson is, is for the role that he's being asked to play in the squad, which would be as a as a backup spinner to one of the two main main mm. guys. I don't mm. see how Joe Denley gets the gig. Um, funnily enough, Alex Hales going down might actually make Joe Denley's stocks rise because you're sort of not quite so sure about your backup batsman. Yes, but you know he, he but, could be that. Top three cover. <coughs> Correct. Let's see. But Vince, but, Vince, but listen, James Vince in any other era would have been would have been in the squad. Would have been in the squad anyway. Yeah. Would have been in the eleven anyway. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's yeah. not that's no that's no problem. Um, you know, and it's still I think it still will come down to in the end when they have to whittle down the fifteen. It will come down to how Joffre Archer goes in these five one days against yeah. Pakistan, um, and you know which which of the um, specialist. Um, quick bowlers that England have in their lineup, and by specialist I mean some of them are good at the death, some of them are good in the middle, some of them yeah, are good at the yeah. top. Which one of those they decide is surplus to, requir- to requirements in order to get Archer in, who covers them all? That's and it will still come down to that. Um, and the IPL contingent, I, I suppose, have been actually having a, a decent run of it: Bairstow, Butler, Moeen, um, 
Stokes not so much. Arch has been mm. uh, in good form, so it's not it's not like everyone is coming either wounded or <laughs> yeah. or uh, uh, and out you, of And Nick. if you've been outside the last sort of couple of weeks, it's not really been that much fun, um, either watching or playing cricket. It's been freezing. <laughs> <laughs> April in England. <laughs> yeah, would you believe it? <laughs> I still can't. I can't believe it's still April. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we're almost there. We're, yeah. we're almost just got about. through it. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, often do you think that um, at the very least from, from the outside, you know, England have become one of those feared teams to play in, in ODIs, bizarrely, if you... Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, a few injuries, a few wobbles, a bit of administrative I, chaos, I, I really, you know, uh, you, you guys, their chances. Well, you guys have, like, a much closer eye on the game, on, on, on the English team, but, you know, sitting from the outside, somebody who watches them more than the casual fan does, and following what happens, these are, like, just little, these are just really small, small issues that are not major. I think England are fairly settled. Uh, you know, even without Hills in the squad, I think England. The only thing that's that I've questioned about England over the last four years is just how their bowling will hold up at certain times um, in certain games. You know, because they're built to score 450, uh, but I'm not sure uh, that that all, could be because like they're that. also built to concede 400. <laughs> um, so I, I sometimes wonder how their bowling will go. And I know, you know, in in Moin and and Adil, they've got like a couple of you know unique spinners. They've got an off spinner and a and a and a wrist spinner, which is amazing for any ODI side to have. But I just feel like, and although it didn't happen to them in the 2017 Champions Trophy, they got undone by a surface essentially, um, and you know that, that played perfectly into Pakistan's setup. But I just sometimes wonder. If their bowling is just going to fall apart in the wrong game at the wrong time uh, against a strong batting lineup, uh, and, and you know, knockout stages of the tournament, they get to the semis and the bowling falls apart. That's that's the literally the only thing I kind of I cast an eye on over England. It's just the bowling sometimes. So, if anyone was doubting whether or not he'd actually been watching England, <laughs> you know, this he's man been is all over he's everything. Been all over. It is. It is though. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which is why yeah, Jofra Archer right. makes like a lot of sense to me because you know he's he's a smart. He's a smart, smart, limited overs bowler. You can see that from the from the you know few times people would have seen him bowl live. He's mm-hmm. a smart operator. He knows how to bowl with a white ball in his hand. Um, and somebody like him just brings a little bit of nous to to and uh, the England attack. Uh, so yeah, to me that's 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 the only way they could go wrong. Really, I, I don't even think a slower surface could really cause them that much trouble unless they come across you know India on a slow surface or. Even Pakistan's spin this time isn't like what it, what it was two, two, two years ago and stuff. So, you know, unless they come across one of those really bad days, I, I think they're fine. They're looking good. I, somehow, I still can't see an overwhelming favorite playing on home grounds, winning the, winning the tournament. <laughs> I, just somehow. But there's no rational reason for me to say that. There's <laughs> absolutely just, no rational reason. It's impossible for us to If it was Australia, well, they would have done it because they did it last time. In <laughs> you know, 2015, they did it. They walked yeah, it. Yeah. But I, it's just something about... A sport coming home to England and many years of hurt being being in the equation. Something about, <laughs> about that is like oh. something about the last World Cup. It has to happen, but it can't yeah. for some reason. So I'm not, you know, yeah, that, that's me. I mean, well, certainly one of the issues we were dwelling on, Liam Plunkett. He seems to have regained come into a bit of form, maybe a bit of pace, tinkering with his run-up. Yeah, like there was a there, there was a story, wasn't it? Because the first two Royal London games that he played in went really badly, and he mm. would, um, got pogoed um, mercilessly um, but then yeah seemed to have come back into it in the last couple um, yeah I mean I still he, he makes the squad doesn't he whatever happens Liam Plunkett makes the squad you do you do worry that um, obviously 
Mark Wood. Mm. Chris Wokes has his trouble with the with the knee. Liam Plunkett is the wrong side of thirty four. Mm. Mm. That at some point you're going to re- need to replace one of these major cogs in your in your lineup, which is again you know I don't know how many times we're going to go there, but which is why Jeff Joffre Archer can cover them all. Yeah, covers yeah. the new ball specialist. He covers the mid- middle over specialist. He covers the death specialist. So when you when you're restricted to only having fifteen members in a squad, it's I think pretty prudent to have somebody that can cover anybody. No, um, even if he doesn't get into your first eleven. And you know who knows? He, he might play five test matches, uh, ODIs against Pakistan, and just not you know not look at the races in in the longer form of one of white ball cricket. Who knows? I doubt that very much. Mm. But I think it's a very sensible sensible thing that they're going to give him a shot to to find out. Give Owen Morgan a shot to sort of go how well, how do we use, where do we use this no, guy? How, wh- what does he give me? Because believe me, the one thing about um, Owen's captaincy in this side is that if he if he fancies somebody or something, or or, or, or feels that there is um, benefit to be had from a certain player at a certain time, he will vouch for them and he mm. will get what he wants, which is absolutely right. Uh, and just um, lastly on, on Archer, but as you <laughs> touched on it, Butch. Um, I think you were referring to Jonathan Liu's article in the Independent, um, which was about the sort of the subtext of the debate about whether Archer might be disruptive, so on. What what do you? What's your view on that? What was Jonathan Liu's? Jonathan Liu's take was that that there was a a racial angle towards some of the criticism that that perhaps some of the players um, sort of closing ranks and saying that it it would be wrong for him to come in, Mm. and various and some other pundits saying that. And I I thought he couldn't have been further from the mark. Um, simply because you know, I, I remember the, the furore in the eighties over people like Alan Lamb and, and mm. Chris and, and Robin, Robin Smith, Smith playing yeah, yeah. for England from you know from county you know county players that were going, but these, you know these guys have, have got passports from elsewhere. They're not English. Yeah. Why you know? Yes, they're good players, but Why we're yeah. being overlooked for those guys. The same argument with Trot and Kevin Peterson mm. in more recent times. Um, and so you know there, there was. It's not. There were, and this is right I, before a major tournament. This is right before a major tournament. There's no. I, there's no racial angle in this at all. From the players who are currently in the squad, they are closing ranks because they're worried about losing their spot, which is only natural. Yeah. Yeah. Only natural. It's wrong, but it's only natural. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and as far as anybody else is concerned, um, th- there are a lot of people that haven't really seen Joffre Archer. Just keep hearing this mythical name no, mentioned, no. and are, no. and are kind of skeptical about you know why would he be any better than what we've got already. Um, I don't see that there's any there's any racial issue there at all, none whatsoever. And that and, you know that Jonathan's very good at very, very very good writer. And when he get when he gets something on the button, it is generally epic. Sometimes he he's unnecessarily provocative, and I think that's, this is one of those times. Well, we will hopefully find out soon enough whether he is this is Archer <laughs> better than what we've already got, <laughs> yeah. um, and we can stop talking about it. Although again, yeah. like with Hales, that might not be possible. Um, <laughs> Now, aside from from a trip to Dublin, England's primary pre-World Cup opponents are Pakistan, who have one or two issues of their own, <coughs> Osman. Um, Shadab Khan won't be involved in this series as he tries to recover from some of this mystery virus that threatens mm. his involvement in the tournament. Mohammed Amir is looking to demonstrate why he should be included uh, in the final 15. Uh, we must miss that preliminary cut. Uh, Shoaib Malik has, has just returned yeah, to yeah, Pakistan yeah. Uh, for 10 days to deal with a personal matter. Um, not sure and that's a massive loss, but you know we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> that, we can go into that in uh, as yes, much depth as you wish. Um, and all this after playing a, a shadow team against Australia last month and, and getting whooped 5-0 at home. Um, but this is situation normal. 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I think, you know... <laughs> In fact, this is really good. <laughs> Throwing off the shackles of history, I think um, the team... Yeah, they, you know, they're, they're... You know, to be honest, they've not been a great one-day side for a while. I know they have the Champions Trophy behind them. Yeah, I've got that written but, down. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually the T20 format in which they've been really good. And mm. I think that's where Sarfraz has been best as captain. He kind of has a handle of things. He has a handle of his side. He knows what situations require. He's very good with matchups, which, you know, doesn't always come across in the way he talks about the game, but he is. Um, and, and he's smart in how to use the bowlers. I don't think they've been a great one-day side. They had a run of good results after the Champions Trophy, but that was against very weakened opponents. That was against Sri Lanka. Effectively a third eleven. Uh, Sri Lankan side and you know given how strong their first 11 yeah, I mean, is <laughs> we're coming down, yeah, we're, we're talking about That's a weak team third 11. Well, we're <laughs> and, and then there was a weakened week, uh, West Indies side who I think they beat 3-0 or 5-0 as well so it, you know they, they've not uh, their record against sort of what I would say are the top white ball sides mm. um, so you, you know well, for England they struggle against South Africa exactly no. I mean, yeah South they pushed it close but yeah. messing about with their they team, were actually you know. Pakistan were better than I thought they would be in that series right. I, I was fully expecting like a 4-1 or a 5-0 but they you know they took it to the last game mm. um, and they were okay but yeah South Africa were messing around with their team you know South Africa New Zealand 5-0 last year um, India they haven't played that often but you know India are definitely a stronger team um, England 5-0 uh, two three years ago the record against the top sides is still kind of not great. Um, so they, I, st- I still think they remain pretty much that side. Uh, I, there have been a couple of changes. I think Fakhar has been uh, a good addition. You know, he's been a good find for them. Is he living off the, the Champions Trophy final a bit, though? Is he kind of... Really he smashed about 500 runs in one season. Against Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> it was against Zimbabwe. Against Zimbabwe. Yeah. He, he does have a, a more ordinary record since then against the stronger sides. But he is still pretty much your only modern uh, mm. white ball opener in Pakistan cricket right now. So, right. you know, you have to have him in. Yeah, sure. um, and, and he's good in the field, which, you know, is, is something that can't ever be overlooked with Pakistan. Um, Imam is consistent. Uh, Babar is consistent. My worry is in that top order, they've got two or three guys who bat at a very similar strike rate, which is, you know, that they'll get to 85, uh, maybe push it to 90 by the end of their innings but they don't have somebody apart from Fakhar at the very top who's going over a runner ball and comfortably over a runner ball mm. uh, so that puts a lot of pressure on their lower order and the middle order and that, that lower and middle order is not yeah. uh, uh, their strength you know they've got Safraz there Safraz refuses to bat at number 4 which is where he had a great series in England um, and he possibly uh, it's too late now for him to do it but you know he, when he opened uh, as an ODI opener he was really good he was actually really good um, and it's the f- the most fluent people have seen him bat for a long time. So you know he's not going to do that. But down down at six or seven is not really the best way to use Safraz because he's not you know a, a death over his hitter. Mohammad Hafiz, who wants to open and wants to bat in the top order, has actually a remarkably superior record when he's batting in the middle overs or the death overs at five or six. Has a rem- like he ha- his strike rate jumps by maybe 20 uh, in the differences. Yet he refuses to see this and he you know, continues to see himself as a top order opener or, or a one down or something. So, and then you have Shoy Malik. Uh, you know, so that, that lower... Or that Shoy Malik, lower, who you're keen to Malik, discuss who, his record in... Yeah, okay, look, I'll say this about Shoy Malik. Uh, I just don't think he should have been as much of a shoo-in into Pakistan's World Cup squad as he was. Um, and he's been a shoo-in into their sides for a long time now without, I think, having the record to back it up. Um, I, I trust me. I, I want nobody under uh, a skier, other than Shoaib Malik, on the field. <laughs> he's very good, um, and he makes you know 
difficult catches look very very easy and I, I want nobody else uh, under that under that high catch but as a batsman he's just not been doing it you know his, his and his record against the top teams is awful uh, recently his his ODI record in England he averages 13 um, and he doesn't bowl anymore um, and he was going to be captain until very recently when, when Safraz had the whole racist thing he, he was yeah, he was he the, took he was, over from him, took over from him and, he, and if they had won that series yeah. uh, uh, and if they had won the, the ensuing T20 series beyond that I, I would put it down in writing that he would have been captain right now of the Pakistan side uh, given how the situation was at that time he's also one of those <coughs> very uh, small batch of players who were captain in the 90s uh, so, you know that's, played in 99 made his debut so, yeah, th- that, that lower order like they're lacking I mean Asif Ali is not in the World Cup squad yet but he's one of the two extras in he's the, one of the two extras but the I think he, he is literally the only guy in Pakistan right now who could fulfill that role of you know 6 and 7 finishing off and going at a strike rate that is a vaguely modern kind <laughs> of strike rate so you know they, they've got issues They've got issues, which none of which is to say that they won't win the whole damn thing. But you know, they, they've well, got issues. I think their last match against India would have been the final of the championship, <laughs> which they did perform quite well. <laughs> and they came, they came to that tournament as the lowest ranked team, uh, I, and you know. justifiably so. Well, so okay, so the West Indies. Mm. That brings me on to are the know, lowest ranked, to, yeah. are the lowest qualified yeah, yeah. tenth. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, got through by the skin of by a bad decision. Right? Essentially, <laughs> it was a Pakistan, <laughs> uh, some Pakistan Scotland, LBW, or West Indies. LBW decision and a, and a huge exactly. rainstorm. Yeah. Um, but you can you can see circumstances where that team won it, won yeah. it, Absolutely. let alone Pakistan. No, yeah. the only team that I think that definitely cannot win it is Sri Lanka because they are. Yeah, yeah, they are. Awful but everybody now. else, you know, yeah. given given things going their way in the group stages, finding themselves in a semi final. And yeah. once you're in the semis, I mean, then absolutely. Yeah, and that that tournament obviously uh, showed it to a T. Um, should or will uh, answer that however you choose, but should he Amir get the nod? Um, and who is standing in his way? I mean, going back to that Champions Trophy final, uh, that that spell I mean, at the top. Changed it, shaped the fines. Shaped the I will acknowledge that his wicket-taking record in ODIs has been awful uh, since the Champions Trophy. I think he's got five wickets in seventeen games now. I think, but um, his economy rate in that time is second only to Jasprit Bumrah. Uh, he's at four point seven, I think, wow. which is ridiculous. And his record and in England would be awesome as well. His record in England would be much better anyway, and he's going to bowl better in England. Um, plus, also the, the other the other guys there. You know, Junaid Khan two years ago, I would have said gets in ahead of Amir any day of the week if Amir is in this kind of form but mm-hmm. I, I think he's kind of past it Junaid now you know he's he's older he's lost whatever you know that nip that they say or a little bit of pace he's lost that um, plus he is uh, considerably less athletic in the field than Amir would be Amir's not a huge athlete but you know he's, he's safe in the field uh, other guys I, I just don't see how Pakistan can say to themselves that Junaid Khan or Osman Shinwari or these guys are better bowlers than Amir now, I think they are not saying that. I think what they've done, and they're never going to say that right, but I think what they've done is given him the chance and give, given him that kick up the backside that they felt he needed, uh, that, you know, we're going to leave you out, but you do well in even a couple of games in England, you're back in. But you need to know that you are not uh, indispensable to the side. You know, you need to know that you can be dropped and can be replaced because I think there's a suspicion that... Uh, I, I think there's a suspicion... Uh, Lawyers, that, well, yeah, all the time. <laughs> that he's been kind of coasting, and he's been wanting to pick and choose games that he plays in. Um, there's been that suspicion in the management, and I think they just wanted to send him a message that, look, listen, you are not, you know, 
who you think you are as a start uh, 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 and have a starting business lined up. So you need to work for it. And I think he will. I, 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 just, I still can't see them not taking him to the World Cup uh, eventually. If you were called in but for your, for your ODI debut, would you fancy uh, facing him? Drefan, Mohamed Amir or Osman Chinwai? Uh, oh, yeah, no, especially not him. He's, got <laughs> good, he's good against that. <laughs> he's good against that. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, one thing on, on Safraz who you yeah. mentioned. Um, I mean, is is there a sense that he's un- under a little bit of pressure at all? Obviously, that that suspension uh, after the Andy Bethlequeo incident, and it's been a sort of rocky year or two. Um, yeah, in all I formats, think. I, guess. I mean, uh, well, he, aside from T Twenty, it's a difficult one. I, I think they're trying to give this impression that he is under a little bit of pressure, but I think internally, I think he is still in a very in a, in a fairly solid place. Of course, you know, if if the World Cup goes disastrously, then all bets are off the table, but. I think he is as secure as you can be coming into a tournament like this uh, as, a, as a Pakistani captain. Um, you know, n- not to say that you know, he's done wonders with the T20 side. He has actually had an impact with the T20 side. He's very good in terms of mentoring some of the younger players. You know, guys like Shadab, guys like Hassan Ali, guys like Fahim Ashraf. They all really value him as a leader because you know he, he, does, he doesn't have any kind of agenda with him he, he doesn't worry that much about his place he there is suggestion that he's had that a, a difficult relationship with Mohammed Rizwan who's a direct competitor for his spot in the team you know another wicketkeeper who scored mm-hmm. a couple of hundreds the, the ODI couple of hundreds in, the, uh, in Aust- uh, against Australia and you know good at number four uh, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. as solid a keeper but good at number four um, so I, I think you know because he's got the backing of a lot of the young guys on the side, he he is fairly secure. Um, but he he needs to score some runs and he needs to stop dropping some catches because he still does. You know he's not safe against spin, um, which you know could still play a key role for Pakistan at, at some point in this World Cup. So he's he's got a he's he's still almost living off that Champions Trophy win in a way and his his seventy odd that he made against Sri Lanka in that group game that took them through. But even that yes, you know was on the back of a couple of drop catches there, yeah. as well. So score some runs, don't drop catches. As- Always good advice. advice, Um, I I suppose just one last uh, thought for cheer up the England fans a bit. The fourth ODI of the series uh, and also their World Cup encounter, um, they'll both be at Trent Bridge, where three years ago uh, England broke that that world record yet, 4443, and people are scoring 400 for fun at Trent Bridge these days, Butch. They are, a very, very strange shaped ground. Um, (laughs) And and, and as some people know, it's it's quite easy to score at Trent Bridge. Go right past that. Everyone loves that. They're they're really worth a lot. Short boundary, right? Well, yeah. I mean, the the short boundaries. It's not so much the short boundaries. It's just that down down there to the if you're in the pavilion to the left of you as you're looking out onto the ground where where that new stand is just cut. Cut the ground into the, this strange sort of parallelogram shape, and yeah. it's just where it doesn't matter where you put the where you put the square. There is a there's a midget boundary out there somewhere now. So, um, but look, I mean, and there's no what's, what's the issue with that? It's the pitch being oh. flat. I think I think you know I, I do have um, slight issue with these tiny boundaries around the world. Um, uh, but with Trent Bridge, there isn't anything you can do about it. It's not like they've chosen to sort of bring it in. The shape of the ground is such. They just the moved the main road back behind well, the exactly. stand, right? It's yeah. easier, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> the, 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 the road to West Bridgeford, just sort of like maybe an underpass, <laughs> something like that. Um, but yeah, but it, I mean, it's great. It, it's, a, it's a great place to go and watch. The, the crowds are always terrific. They had that family day, didn't they, on Sunday? There was 
a sellout for a Royal London 50 over game in the freezing cold. So, um, yeah, it's great. It continues to be the second uh, the second best place to go and watch cricket in the country. <laughs> that 4-4-4 game, in fact, I think was the turn around the in Pakistan's <laughs> bowling fortunes. I think they've been... That, that was where they that hit rock bottom. The low, the low point. Yeah, yeah. 444 is... <laughs> it's pretty low, right? Uh, but I think they kind who of turned their bowling around. that attack? <laughs> oh, I'm trying to remember who was it. It, it was definitely the making of Hassan Ali, uh, that game, because I remember he bowled that last over to Joss yeah, Butler. A good over. Three runs, I think, he gave <laughs> off that last in a, in a 4-4-4 game. That's not, a bad, that's not a bad comeback. But, you know, Amir went for 70 in that, which is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> which is the, coming back to the strength of that was uh, Australia, the Australia. Yeah, yeah, that was Australia one. last yeah, yeah. summer. Yeah, this was they, just they, a four, four, they went there. Just, possibility just a four, of four, four. possibility of a, a five hundred total in the World Cup. It will be at some point. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Even well, more I mean, mind blowing than England lifting the trophy, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, I think that's enough time on the psychiatrist couch for one day. England and Pakistan will be aiming to work out their issues uh, from May 8th when the ODIs begin, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a progress update. Until then, my thanks to Butch and Oz, and to you for tuning in to the Switch podcast on ESPNCookingBase.com. Thank you.